Hey, 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 how are you? Welcome to another episode of What Alex Says, which is my podcast where I be saying stuff. This is your host and guest, Alex, because I'm on here talking to myself for the time being. I have secured a couple interviews for y'all, but I want to get comfortable enough podcasting to the point where I won't be saying, um all the time. So I will wait to, you know, get those interviewers to come on in or interviewees to come on in. I cannot wait till you hear from them. One's a guy, one's a gal. That's your clue. That's all I'm giving you. And I just want to go ahead and get started. I probably should have grabbed a cup of water before I started because I'm already thirsty. But let's just go ahead and jump right into this episode because I got a lot to talk about. I'll get into a topic that my friends and I were discussing over the weekend, and I just have so much to say about it, so much insight, um, just so much I want to share. But before I even talk about the topic and the subject line, can we talk about these Popeye's chicken sandwiches? Like, I'm done. (laughs) I... Like, when it originally came out, I saw there was a big frenzy. I I didn't get to try one. I personally just don't like big pieces of chicken in general. Like, I don't think chicken breasts need to be that large. I don't bite into pieces of chicken like that unless they're, like, super-duper well done, extra crispy type stuff. So, I knew for a fact that Popeye's chicken sandwich is not something for me. The first and only time I've ever had food poisoning was from Popeye's. And this was probably like in 2008 or nine or something. So it was like off a chicken strip and I was done. So like if I go to Popeye's, it has it's very rare. Like I haven't been to Popeye's in like a year. Like it's just not something I eat. But this ain't about me. This Popeye's chicken sandwich, it originally um, sold out some months ago, and they promised it would be back forever. And now that it's back, I think it was back November 1st, and the lines are long again. And the worst part about this entire ordeal, not only are people arguing, but someone in Maryland, I believe, got stabbed over Popeye's chicken sandwich altercation and and I just cannot believe it not only did they get stabbed they died let me not forget to include that part so these people are fighting and arguing and just like I don't understand it like there's no part of me that enjoys waiting in line for anything so I am always the kind of person who will just wait you know what I mean like if I really wanted a chicken sandwich, like I would just have to go ahead and wait until if it came out on the first, they probably see me around the 10th, 11th. You know what I mean? Like once all the, the hoopla has died down. But it's just really unfortunate that we keep making fools of ourselves for people to record on their smartphones. We're arguing with a Popeye's employees. We're cussing them out. And when I say where, I mean y'all or whoever the hell, I, I don't think the people listening to the podcast will do this, but like, who are these people who raise these people? Popeyes needs a freaking, we have the right to refuse service sign. But then again, if they actually did refuse service, it will be fights. You know what I mean? So it's just a real sad time we're living in. Uh, group think will have you believing that this chicken sandwich is something you just absolutely need in your life. And it's very unfortunate that, you know, people are disrespecting each other, uh, cutting each other in line or whatever the case may be. And it's sad that 
it resulted in death for one 28-year-old man. So I don't know. I just, I don't know. Papa, I don't know. Like, I just wish I could sit be a fly on the wall in a Popeye's executive meeting because they're like, look at these clowns. And it's not just black people arguing and fighting over this chicken sandwich. I want to make it clear that I'm not trying to just say it's black people. Although it seems like we're a majority of people arguing, cussing, and fighting. But I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that real quick. I'm disgusted. I cannot believe it. I have not had a chicken sandwich yet. But people all over my Twitter feed are basically saying, like, it's worth all of this drama. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, ain't no way that not just, mm mm-mm, I can't see it. But anyways, moving on, let me know what you think about the drama. I think I'll probably tweet about it because ain't no telling when I'm really going to release this podcast. But I just wanted to get my thoughts out here on what is it called on wax no what is it called when you put something on record Mm -hmm. whatever um the topic I want to talk to you about today is like dating relationships for sure but mainly it's what's your type sugar what's your type then so you know that song um by soap sweetie I don't know the words. I just know like eight inch bigger, nothing, nothing, all that. Mm -hmm, Great. It's not for kids to be singing. So I don't know what the, um, you know, the censored version says. But essentially her singing about her type is all kind of like materialistic things, like six, eight figures. I don't know, whatever. Um, So it's very materialistic. That's her type. It's a very catchy song using the P.D. Pablo melody and everything like that. So that's nice. And I have recently been having conversations with some friends, basically asking them, not necessarily their type, because I really don't care what someone's type is as far as physical features go, but like what kind of person, what type of person are you typically drawn to? What qualities do you like in a mate? So those have been, that's been the question I've been asking my friends lately and I've gotten some interesting responses. And so that's what I wanted to come on here and talk to y'all about. All right, so I'll just start by asking some general questions so you can start pondering and figuring out what you think your type is. Like, do you typically like people who are similar to you? So you guys can be like, yeah, me too, me too. Oh yeah, I like that too. I like these chips. I like those cookies. We love these kind of movies or whatever, you know? Or are you more of an opposite attract type person? Like, I'm really quiet, but I like my person to be outgoing so that they can kind of get me out of my comfort zone. Is height a factor for you? Like, that's something that I'm noticing a lot of women like, I don't like short men. And I feel so bad because I'm short, right? And I don't prefer, quote unquote, a short guy. But it's I try my best to not like discriminate because I mean, that's like real self-hate right there. You know, Um, people can't help their height. So it, it freaks me out how some people just are so disgusted because a person isn't tall enough for them. Are there any deal breakers you have? Like, I don't want a person with kids. I don't want a person who, I don't know, has been married before because I want to be their first wife or husband. I don't know. Another deal breaker could be like, I don't want a person who smokes weed or I don't want a person who doesn't work out or doesn't or, ooh, we're a vegan. I saw a woman say she doesn't want to date any vegans. That's a deal breaker for her. I think it's interesting, but it's a deal breaker nonetheless. Are there any must-haves that you think that your ideal mate must have? They must have 
um, <laughs> a funny, I'll go ahead and get to the topic. Uh, the question I asked my friend, I asked her like, what are three things you, you want in a, you prefer in a mate? And she was like, the first thing she said was a job. And like, while I thought it was so funny, I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, that's kind of sad on the low because I mean, a job is like bare minimum, must have, duh. Like you're not, you shouldn't even be dating if you're not, you know, gainfully employed, right? But there are some people who have different dating experiences who are really out here dating men without jobs. So therefore, a job is on their list of must haves, right? And that in itself baffles me. It's crazy. And I feel like so many people settle for less than they deserve because they don't even know what they deserve. They don't even know what they want and they haven't identified their type. So hopefully if you know any people like that, you will share this episode of the podcast with them. I, again, am new to podcasting, but I have a feeling that this will be my best episode yet because I'm super duper passionate about this topic and I'm just so excited to just share some of my thoughts about it. So the question, what do you look for in a mate, even though my friend said a job and I laughed, um, I kind of went on to, or asked her to like, go ahead and give me more details of things that she wants, you know, and she's like, she's looks are important to her. And I think that's even a horrible second answer, right? Like, because a person may look really, really good, but not respect you, you know what I mean? Or not treat you kindly. So I think that a lot of us need to get over these superficial desires that we want in people and really tap into who they are and how they are as people and how that can kind of work with and benefit you. So a job that doesn't even need to be on your list. If you could pick a top three, a job is just like a duh, right? As an adult, you should be have your stuff together before you get to dating. That's point blank in the period. And I said what I said. I don't care if you have fallen on hard times, honey. Be by yourself for a minute and figure it out. I'm not saying if you're in a relationship with someone, they lose their job. You got to be like, bye, boo, right? But you should not start dating someone who just ain't got it because it just doesn't make sense to struggle together. Um, but so I asked, what do you look for in a mate? And while you think about your response, I'll go ahead and share mine. I recently, in my book, I wrote this book to pay my student loans. It's it should be out in stores probably by the time you read this or you hear this, but I identify my core values, right? So there are three core values that I have that I look for in a mate. And a man that looks any type of way should be able to fit within these core values if he is a man that is for me, so to speak. So the first of my core values is respect, right? Like it needs to be on the table on both ends. I want to be with the man who I respect and I want to be with the man who shows me respect in ways that he speaks to me or speaks about me, treats me and all of that. 
So that's core value number one for me. The second is communication, not just any communication. Like, oh, I text you good morning, beautiful, like effective communication. Like if you feel a way or if you are happy about something, you feel comfortable talking to me about topics that may not be easy to talk about with other people. And lastly, stability is super important to me. So even talking about the job, how I'm like, that's a non-negotiable, like don't even play with me. (laughs) Um, Like you have to be financially and mentally stable, as do I, before we can kind of go ahead and, and join forces and you know, enter into a relationship. So those are my three core values. That's what I look for in a mate. And it's kind of easy to identify those things early on, but it takes some true, some time to really go ahead and see if the person is able to, you know, meet your needs because you can be real respectful and nice in the beginning, but I would love to see you when you're angry. You know what I mean? How do you act towards me or other people? You know? So respect, effective communication, stability. Those are my core values. They do not have to be yours. I would love to hear what yours are. Please, please tweet me at what Alex writes or hit me on Instagram at what Alex sees. And let's talk about it because, yeah, I want to know. Like Joe. So whatever you look for in a mate, just make sure it's not just physical features, right? Like, oh, I like him to be tall. Oh, he gotta, he gotta have muscles. He, I, and then some people are like, I like him to be a little thick. It's you know, it's cuddle weather. If your man don't weigh at least two hundred pounds, and all this stuff, I see it's all about physical stuff. Like I know we want to be physically attracted to people. But that is not the most important thing, right? And I hear such ignorant comments. Um, I recently saw someone say, like, I don't like light-skinned guys. Ooh, I don't like light-skinned dudes. And I'm just like, is this a joke? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, are, you got to be kidding me. Like, I get maybe if you tend to be attracted to the Morris Chestnuts and and the Boris Kojo, not Boris Kojo, what's his name? Idris Elba's, then that's fine, right? But what if the man who's able to meet all of your needs and, and you know, ha- you know, who possesses your core values, he is a light-skinned guy who's actually handsome to everybody else, but you're so ignorant that you're like, I don't like your skin tone, right? So I, if you're a person who says stuff like that or like, I don't like dark-skinned dudes, like, I just want you to know you sound stupid and... You heard it here first, <laughs> period. Um, so yeah, let's not just focus on the physical because if there's someone whose body, like me, for example, my body is not perfect. People think that because I'm small, like, oh, girl, you skinny, don't say nothing. No, but like, I know I see my body all the time and I know that it has the potential to look much better than what it does. And so I'm like, okay, what if my ideal person would work out with me and help me get it right, get it tight? You know what I mean? And maybe this person prefers a person who might be super physically fit or whatever the case may be. And you can kind of help people get to where their goals are, where your goals are for them or whatever. Y'all can work out together. Um, So if a man's overweight or underweight or whatever, work out together. I don't know. Grow with each other. Shoot. So let's stop focusing on physical features and get down to the nitty freaking gritty. Okay. So now that leads me to the other friend I talked about this topic with. And um, I asked her, you know, what are three things you want or prefer in a mate and the first one she said she was just like you know she likes nice guys right she likes guys that are polite that are kind and I'm like yes girl me freaking too right 
And then the second one, she said, I think you're going to judge me for this, but I like guys or I prefer guys who had a father in the household when they were growing up. And I kid you not, before she even told me that, I had been talking about that earlier in the day with my other friend, right? Not just that I only date guys who had a dad in the household because that's just, you know, not right. But I do notice distinct differences in how a man who was raised with his father in the house acts versus a man who was raised by a single mom. And my friend noticed it too. So I was like, oh my God, I'm not alone in this thought, in this thought process. So basically she's saying like, you know, a man who was raised with his dad, they just act different. You know, they just, they do different things. They're, I don't know, they just act more maybe manly, so to speak. And I noticed that guys who were raised with a father in a household, they kind of get an example for how to treat a woman or they're they're raised to kind of want to provide depending on what kind of father they had in the household so some people may have had you know not a good example so this isn't this is not a rule but um it doesn't apply to everyone but it does apply to a lot of the people that I've met so there are some men who grow up in a single parent household with their mother only and they just tend to have a different aura or just they just act different I can't explain it I don't want to say anything rude that's why I'm kind of at a loss for words because I am a product of a single you know single parent household and I mentioned to my friend um that you know what's interesting because I and she, she thought that because I'm a woman and I was raised by a mother I should be good but I'm like no I'm not right because I missed out on the opportunity to to see how to be domestic in a, as it pertains to a man, how to, you know, behave with a man or a husband and how to treat a husband, how to be kind. So I'm more of a really independent, like I get it on my own if I have to type of person. And that can be really off-putting to certain men, um, especially, <laughs> you know, men who were raised with a dad in the household. They're like, wait, I'm used to doing all this and here you come trying to do it too. You can't be the man. Um, or so I've been told in the past, but so don't think that just because you're a woman that you, you get off scot-free because without a dad, like there are just things you don't learn. So I wholeheartedly believe that both parents are necessary for the upbringing of children. Even if you guys are not together romantically, people need to find a way to work together to raise these children because we grow up and we are adults who are lacking so freaking much And then we have our own kids and we struggle with them and the vicious cycle keeps continuing, right? So as I mentioned, like my mom didn't teach me certain domestic qualities um, or how to treat a man or deal with a man. Yeah, she had boyfriends or she had people, but I just feel like if I was raised in a more Cosby or Fresh Prince type of household, you know, I would just be a different type of person. You know what I mean? If I saw like a loving, caring, you know, nuclear family type relationship growing up. But I'm happy to be who I am, but I do acknowledge like errors and issues um, for my upbringing. And hopefully y'all do the same because if you can look back on your childhood and be like, everything was peachy keen. I, I lived my best life when I was little. Good for you. But I happen to believe that so, me and so many people I know, there are things we wish we could improve. 
things we wish we can change. And there are things that we are sometimes still dealing with from our childhood that affect us in these new adult relationships. So we really shouldn't be letting our past jade us, not just like our past family life, but even past relationships, right? So I found that um, in the past, like if let's say I was in a relationship, I felt underappreciated. Um, I really felt like the guy didn't stop liking me after a while. And he just, you know, wasn't into me. It was more just like he was comfortable with me and vice versa. And we just was just, you know, not really showing each other much affection. And then for me to get into a new situation where a man is like, you're, you're fine. You're gorgeous. I, I think you're beautiful. Like, and constantly, and constantly giving me that reassurance that will freak me out. And I'm like, wait, who sent you? Like, why are you playing games with me? You don't mean that. You do not think you hit the lotto when you saw me. Stop lying. Like, so, uh, we all need to make sure that we do not, I don't know, keep the pain from the past or just issues that you may have faced in the past. Don't bring them into your new situations. If someone says they like you or, you know, they find you attractive or they think X, Y, Z is great about you, believe them until they give you a reason not to. Um, I'm trying not to think everything is game. I've been listening to some of my friends, you know, dealings with me. I'm like, girl, he lying. Like, girl, like, but I can't do that because, he very well may be the Prince Charming. So who the heck am I to judge? So yeah, I don't know. I just hope that people are picking people who are good and people are choosing to be good people to be out here dating. I know for a fact that it's some trash ninjas out here. Hold on. I got to burp y'all. All right. Excuse me. I'm gonna keep that in too because this is realistic. But yeah, there are some men who, men and women, okay, but I can only speak for men just because that's all I date. Um, um, But there are some really trash individuals out here in the dating scene. There are men and women who are not mentally or financially stable enough to be dating, yet they do it anyway. There are people who continue to make the same mistakes in dating that they've made since 1992, and it really needs to stop. So there are quite a few ways to know whether or not you're trash, and I guess I can give you a few examples. You are trash if you knowingly lie or manipulate people for the sake of gaining something from them. So this means women, if you are lying to men um, so you can get something out of them, you're trash. Men, if you're pretending that you want to be, you know, exclusive with a woman, particularly to get something out of her, you're trash. You're trash if you consistently lie to people. You're trash if you have a significant other, yet you're dating other people without their knowledge. You are trash if you if you think any, if you think you trash, you probably are because you know you're doing something wrong. <laughs> um, another example of a person who's trash is just like a person who just has too many expectations for you right off the bat. Like we just met. Why are you expecting me to call you as soon as I get off work? Why are you expecting all this? Like, I honestly think that's a sign of insecurity. Um, Like, I dealt with the man who was pretty much adamant about me not dating other people, despite me telling him, like, that's what you're supposed to do when you're single, right? Like, 
you get to know other people. And he kept trying to like persuade me like, no, if you like someone, you give them your undivided attention. And then that was just the first of many signs that he was on cray mode. Um, yeah. So like you see red flags at people. I don't want to keep calling them trash because that's kind of like impolite, but you know, if people are going to work for you and they're not, or they're not right. But I think so many of us just keep entertaining trash activities because we think that's all that's available to us. And that is not the truth. But, um, I also talk about this in the book, how I listened to this song. Uh, I want to say it's by Trina, but it's probably not. It's probably, I think it's like maybe cash doll. I can't remember. But I saw like a clip and it says, if he ain't breaking bread, leave him on red. And I think it just repeated that a couple times and I kind of turned it off because it really annoys me how a lot of this music is kind of like prostitution music, kind of making it seem like dates are very transactional. Like you buy me this and I'm going to give you that, you know, and, and I don't like that. I do not stand for that. I don't find that cute. I don't find it funny or anything like that. But at the same time, I acknowledge that like, you know, dating is an investment, you know what I mean? And it does cost money to an extent. I do not think a first date needs to be at a fine dining establishment. In fact, a lot of times, like back in my day, um, you know, a first date could be something as simple as like going to work out together, going out for some coffee, just chatting, getting to know each other. It does not have to cost more than $10, $15. So, I acknowledge that. So if there's a woman who's like, oh, I am not going to get coffee for a first date. Like, I will not want to date her. Like, why does a date need to cost a specific amount of money? Like, I don't get that at all. So you don't necessarily have to break bread for, for me to leave you or for me to not leave you on red. But there are some signs that I just will not tolerate or some things I will not tolerate if I'm out here dating. So, for example... Someone I know, like, if they traveled to see a person, um, but the person didn't take them anywhere. They didn't go anywhere to explore the city. Like, that's problematic to me. Like, you're not just going to come hang out with me in the hotel room and talk. Like, I, I uh-uh. <laughs> that's what a cell phone is for. We could talk on the phone. Um, so it's just like, that's a sign right there that this person does not want to entertain you or does not see a future with you because they don't even want to inconvenience themselves enough to take you to dinner or take you to a movie or just do anything. So that right there is like a sign of trash for me, a person not investing in me and me not investing into them. So if there's a guy I'm hanging out with, but I know for sure I wouldn't spend my money on him, there is no need for me to hang out with him. You know what I mean? Like if I don't want to treat you to a movie, if I wouldn't, if it's your birthday and I wouldn't want to buy you a meal, chances are I'm wasting my time. And ladies, I know so many people say they just go to dinner um, for a free meal, go on dates for free meals. Like that's, that's out. Like, why are y'all doing this still? Uh, yeah, I don't like it. I hate it. I hate it. You're trash. If you do it, you're trash. If you know, you're hanging out with women for the sake of getting sex and sex only. Oh my God. Like we about to be in 2020 and this is still what goes on. And also I know, uh, people who will be like, who, okay. So 
I'm trying not to have too many identifying factors in my stories. But basically, it's like a man will be super sweet and super kind or, or and all these things. Um, and you'll think that, you know, y'all got it popping and he'll practically beg you for intercourse. Um, and then once y'all do it, like... He might change up. People be go- getting ghosted after sex. So I highly recommend waiting for sex because, like, you need to know who you're playing with or dealing with. Like, all this first and second date sex is just, I don't know. I guess it works for some people, but it could never work for me because, like, yeah, I I just see the effects of it. I see how bad it ends for other people. And, yeah, and just, I, I just can't do it. So, you have to really get to know a person before you try to see them naked. Um, so your type should be somebody who's willing to wait, <laughs> um, wait to do that. If they seem like they're in a rush to have to turn your relationship sexual, that probably is a sign to run for me. That's a trash sign right there. Um, and lastly, a person who you who just has no foresight who you can ask them about what their goals are where they see themselves in five years and and they have no kind of response they're not reading books they're you know they're just really out here yolo living life one day at a time that's a person that i kind of would want to stay away from i don't know that's just me um but yeah this entire podcast is me just rambling about the topic what's your type you know what are qualities you you look for in a mate and I really hope that I have said something that identifies with someone um I also hope that we don't get caught in that little honeymoon phase like that first month of talking to someone everything's so great and then once y'all um really start getting to know each other it turns trash or y'all lose interest so I don't think people need to be I'm not on my Steve Harvey like act like a lady think like a man make them wait three months or whatever because you're an adult and you can choose to to you know bring intercourse into the equation anytime you choose but I just hope that we're making more responsible decisions because I know firsthand that it can just not work out well (laughs) and you just be left with regrets right and I need men to start valuing their freaking penis more because it's like my god it just seemed like they just will do it show it to anybody do it with anybody and but yeah I don't understand it it's grosses me out ladies stop letting everyone see your vagina um I think later in the podcast series, I'll talk about intercourse at some point. I'm definitely not an expert, so maybe that's when that's something I'll talk about when I bring a pers- a guest on because me talking about sex is going to be me just calling it like a pee-pee and uh, <laughs> I used to call it a vagina when I was little. I used to call it a ta-ta. Um, so yeah, I don't really talk about pee-pees and ta-tas very often. But I do think that the interactions that men and women have sexually and romantically, because sometimes people are having sex, but there's no romance in the equation at all. And that should stop. Okay, in 2020, let's go ahead and abolish all sexual activities that do not involve romance. Okay, no, I don't know. People won't agree with that. But anywho. I appreciate you listening to me ramble yet again. I hope that this episode has you thinking about what you look for in a mate, what you can offer a mate, because we can be looking for 
the world, right? But we have nothing to give, you know? So not only do I offer respect to a mate, um, I'm looking to receive it. Not only am I looking to receive good, effective communication, I'm able to provide that to a mate and I am stable. So that's why I look for stability. I'm not looking for anybody to save me financially, but if you would like to help me with these student loans, I am not against it, sir. Hit me up. Um, (laughs) I crack myself up. But yeah, so when we're looking for these things in mates, make sure we can offer them or something like it. Unless, of course, I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm, I don't know. I don't even want to go into it or go off on a tangent anymore. But thank you for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Please subscribe to the podcast because I have so much more content coming your way. Once my book is released, I feel like I'll have just so much more time on my hands and just so many other ideas that I want to talk about. Another topic I want to talk about in the future is like beauty, our standards of beauty. Um, I'm noticing so many more people with fake eyelashes, fake everything, fake, 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 fake all day, every day. And I want to like tackle that as well. Like, what are we, what do we think? I don't know. But anywho, this is the end of this episode. I hope you know what you're looking for in a mate. I hope that the mate of your dreams finds you if you're single. And if you are not single, I hope that the person you are with loves you down, period. Thanks for listening. Bye.